family. Hey, it's Nene here. Got a Professor Black Truth. I know I'm running late, but better late than never, right? The title is The Cost of Talking Too Much. What the Proud Boys Can Teach Us About Silence. 20 minutes, 23 seconds. I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure I will. In fellow soldiers, I'm the professor, and this is the moment of truth. In keeping with the theme of black self-defense, we need to have a serious talk about what happens when you decide that you have to be stupid. There's a way to do things and a way not to do things, and it's pretty easy to tell the difference. I, like everyone else among the new voices of black media, get a lot of people in my comments section who are clearly government agents. They post trash attacking other members of the new black media here, I guess they think that this is going to cause dissension among the ranks or whatever. And some of the more desperate agents will send us messages or even call into programs like TBAs or Tariqs and say stuff like, we need to go commit some act of violence. And then they ask, uh, do you agree with that? This is the classic FBI playbook that they've always used. Get the target of their investigation to say some incriminating things about breaking the law, and then they got a case on you. Or at the very least, they have something that they can take to the white media and use to discredit you, which can be just as useful. It's classic COINTELPRO. Now, have you noticed that brothers like myself, TBA, Tariq, Mr. Harvey, and others, you know, the old guard, the Gen Xers, have you ever noticed that we are very judicious with our words, both in public as well as in private? We don't go and tell you to go out and do anything. And we don't run around saying we're in charge of this. In fact, we do the exact opposite. We tell you the code is the leader, not us. And we also tell you learn to keep your mouth shut. And that's not just due to YouTube's racist censoring of our channels. It's also because this white supremacist government is listening. Their propaganda arm, the white media, certainly hears us and they've attacked us regularly. You think these politicians don't know about us and our message? So that's one piece, the agents. But there's also another contingent that need to be checked. The attention-seeking morons who see the following that the new black media has earned for itself, and to them, our viewers are easy marks. So they come here, they say some off-the-wall nonsense, trying to get someone to notice them, and when people tell them that we don't do that kind of thing here, these fools immediately say, see, Professor Black Truth, he ain't nothing but an agent or some other new black media person they accuse of the same, they'll say that these people are not to be trusted. They come among us in places like this and tell you, you can't trust us. These people who have no track record, no identity, and no achievements. But they're quick to say everybody needs to listen to this crowd now who's saying all this stupid stuff. Now, fam, there's something we need to get straight. People who come to places like this do not think that they're going to be allowed to bring any immature, asinine, TikTok, Instagram crap here. Social media, and that includes YouTube, by the way, brought a lot of good things in terms of connecting large numbers of people who ordinarily wouldn't have contact with each other. But one of the big problems that came along with social media is that we have the valedictorians in the same space as the class clowns. We have older people who have been around the block more than once fighting the enemy in the same room with some teenager or early 20s teeny bop who only thinks about getting some quickie attention. People who, for them, they think every place on the internet is nothing more than an opportunity for them to be seen. I have no patience for disruptive idiots who only come here because they're hoping to become some sort of half-brained influencer. These are the kinds of morons who will pose with guns online because they think they're competing to get views. They're desperate to go viral. 
And once they get that 10 or 12 extra views, they can't hold on to any of them. So what was that all for? Attention whores have no place here. This is a real war being waged against us. It's not entertainment. Now, I say all that to set up my next point. When you're fighting a war, you're an idiot if you go blabbing every little thing you know or intend to do. When a small group of oppressed people are fighting a larger, more powerful enemy, that smaller group can only win by being smarter and more disciplined. Keyword there being disciplined. I remind you of the Army Field Manual's definition for discipline, which is when you put the goals of the organization ahead of your own personal desires. Now, you may desire to get attention, but is that the goal of the organization? Does it serve the organization's goals? Anyone who cannot subordinate their own impulses will ruin any organization they're a part of. Temperament is key to having effective members in your group. It's key to group discipline. Immaturity, impulsiveness, self-centeredness, these are the traits of an informant. Now, why do we, the elder statesmen, if you will, and I put that in quotes, of new black media, why do we take this so seriously? Because we've had a large number of examples, particularly in recent years, of people and groups who decided that they wanted to be famous. So they did any stupid thing they could to get people to notice them. For these chumps, getting attention is the same thing as being effective, but it's not. And that brings us to the Proud Boys, who ought to change their names to the Loud Boys. This gang of violent white supremacist trash were hoping to become the 21st century brown shirts. Their goal was to inspire white supremacists to assault people in the streets, and they took videos of themselves doing it, and they also made sure to show that they had friends in the police departments and political figures who weren't bashful about being seen with them. What they were doing wasn't dog whistling, it was blatant advocacy for starting violent altercations with anyone they disagreed with, and don't worry because the police know what we do and they approve of it. These are the irregular forces of white supremacy showing everyone that they have infiltrated police departments and these racist cops and politicians are endorsing the violence they carry out. But there were two fatal flaws for the loud boys. First, they made big undeniable targets of themselves. They confuse the size of their membership with the power of their membership, and it don't work that way. Their second problem was that they thought it would be cute to have a uh, person of color as their so-called leader, the self-identified white Latino Enrique Tarrio. Now, this was the Proud Boys doing what for them was cleverness. Enrique Tarrio himself showed that all he cared about was getting attention from his new white supremacist pals. He openly praised the Loud Boys' acts of violence, and about a month before the January 6th insurrection, he thought it would be a good idea to go attack a black church in Washington, D.C. He did it because that black church had put up a Black Lives Matters banner. And to show how much he hated black people, Enrique Tarrio tore the banner down and burned it. And then, to show how stupid he was, he took pictures of himself committing his crime and then posted the pictures on the internet along with bragging about what he had done. Tarrio then went back to Miami after that stunt, but he didn't stay there long because the entire reason he had been in D.C. in the first place was as part of his effort to lay the groundwork for the January 6th insurrection. So on January 4th, 2021, Enrique Tarrio came back to D.C. to wait until time to storm the Capitol. But unfortunately for Enrique, the D.C. Metro Police were also waiting for him. When he came back into town, he got immediately pulled over and arrested for attacking that church. And during the search, the police found gun magazines in his belongings. 
He tried to claim they belonged to somebody else, but the law doesn't care about that. So he got hit with a weapons charge on top of all of that. But of course, he's not black, so he was immediately released on bond. And when he got out, did he lay low? After all, he was undoubtedly on law enforcement's radar now. He couldn't necessarily stay in D.C. for the January 6th insurrection. In fact, he didn't need to be drawing any attention to himself. While he had a lot of white supremacists with badges who were willing to protect him, there were also a lot of other people in law enforcement who just didn't want to be annoyed or bothered or have to fool with them. So intelligence would tell you to keep a low profile, right? Of course not. Enrique Tarrio was all about showing his white supremacist masters that he was more dedicated to their putrid cause than they were. So he stayed in D.C., and just to show there's no cure for stupid, he took a video crew with him this time because, hey, why make the Justice Department have to work to put you in prison? Why make the FBI go through the trouble and hassle of having to get a judge to sign off on a surveillance and wiretapping warrant? It's much more convenient for the feds if you go ahead and do the documentation of your crime yourself. Because that's exactly what he did. Tario had a meeting with another white Latino, Stuart Rhodes, who you recall was the founder and leader of the Oath Keepers. And they had a meeting in a garage where they met with another white Latino, Bianca Gracia, who was the head of the group Latinos for Trump. And so you have the conspirators of the January 6th insurrection making a video of themselves plotting to overthrow the government because, hey, toppling the U.S. government can't be much harder than having a brawl with some Antifa activists in California, right? Well, as it turned out, toppling the world's most powerful nation was a lot harder than winning a street fight with some scrawny randos in New York or San Francisco. But hey, members of the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers got to take some cool selfies of themselves storming the Capitol, and that made it all worth it, right? Enrique eventually had to face the music for the church vandalism case hanging over his head, so in July of 2021, he was forced to plead guilty to destruction of property in that church vandalism case, as well as the weapons charge. I mean, it's not like he could deny doing it. He had posted pictures of himself committing his crimes on the internet. He was sentenced to only five months in jail, and in January of 2022, he was released and Tario went back to Miami, but he didn't stay a free man for very long because on March 8th, 2022, he was arrested on federal charges, ranging from conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding to destruction of government property. But those charges were just placeholders. Something to get the ball rolling while the feds put together the real charges they intended to put on him a month later. Seditious conspiracy. And this time, he wouldn't be going home. In May 2022, a judge ruled that he'd be kept in jail pending the outcome of the trial. And then, a few weeks later, the Justice Department formally indicted Enrique Tario for seditious conspiracy. Now, it should be noted, the Loud Boys had long since stopped pretending that this guy was ever their leader. They got their cheap laughs by acting like liberals cared that they had a brown-skinned Latino as their alleged head honcho. But after that, they were done with them. And speaking of people who didn't care about Tario, the same white right-wing groups like Fox News who cheered on the insurrection were not about to advocate for him to be let out of prison. Marjorie Taylor Greene and the rest of her clown car of conservatives like Lauren Boebert weren't thinking about Enrique Tario at all. Green, Boebert, and the rest of the congressional Republicans were too busy saying that the white terrorists who overran the Capitol were political prisoners, and that the GOP wanted those people to be released. So Enrique Tarrio found out the hard way that he had been played for a fool. 
all his shameless sucking up to these racists, getting himself arrested, and then facing the prospect of years in prison only to be abandoned by the same people who routinely gave a wink and a nod to him just a little while earlier. And for what? What did Enrique Tario throw his life away for? Nothing. And just last week, Tario and his other Proud Boy defendants were convicted of seditious conspiracy. Those guys just keep taking L after L after L. It's like the saying goes, every victory fuels the next victory, and every defeat fuels the next defeat. Now, why did I go through all that? Why a brief history of Enrique Tario's involvement with the January 6th insurrection? It was to make this point. On the day of the insurrection, Enrique Tarrio was feeling himself. So much so that in the middle of the insurrection, while the riot was in full swing, he went on social media and told everyone, make no mistake, we did this. Really? Well, that sure saved the feds the trouble of having to sweat a confession out of him. And that quote was not only used in the white media for months leading up to his indictment, but the Justice Department predictably used it against Tario at his trial, and that social media post was the main evidence that convicted him. See, for attention whores and their tiny minds, they blur the line between their attention whoring and the real-world consequences that go along with it. To them, all that matters is getting views. If you're getting views, then you're winning. Jail is temporary. Going viral is forever. But, of course, in the real world, they've got it exactly backwards. You can trend for a few minutes, but spend months, or in this case, years in prison. Now, when you look at groups who actually do topple governments, they don't go on social media. The U.S. toppled one regime after the next in South America and Africa during the 20th century, and they didn't give any of those groups any warning. Nobody really knew who was doing it to them. Sure, they knew it was the U.S. behind it, but the U.S. didn't give them any targets to go after. No warnings, no red flags. It was like fighting a shadow, which is why it worked. And the U.S. continued this pattern into the 21st century. Look at the so-called color revolutions overseas, or the protests against the Chinese government in Hong Kong. The U.S.'s fingerprints are all over those operations, but by not being blatant about it, the U.S. gets to maintain the necessary illusion that America's not sponsoring these revolts. Why, these are grassroots movements from the people themselves. The Navy SEALs carry out countless missions, but only a handful of them have become known to the public. In war, the most valuable trait you can have is to not be seen. Now, a lot of you will say that Enrique Tario went overboard with his attention whoring. Of course, he was going to wind up in prison, you'll say. He was doing the most to make a target out of himself. Well, there was no chance he would ever moderate his behavior. He had shown on multiple occasions that he was a professional attention whore, and so is Stuart Rhodes. They were trying to be social media stars, not revolutionaries. I would love to say that they were dry snitching on themselves, but when you take video of yourself plotting a coup, and then during the middle of the coup, stop long enough to say, hey, this was all me, baby, there's nothing dry about that. That was just a full-on confession. Enrique Tario made the government's case for them. He did it to himself over and over and over again because there's no cure for stupid. I keep repeating that phrase because there's a lot of folks who try to come around here acting the exact same way. I run the agents and the immature big mouths I see off my channel. Black people in general and black men in specific are too eager to try to impress the world by telling everything we know, everything we've got, and everything we intend to do. 
It's kind of hard to maintain the element of surprise when you do that. On a side note, Gavin McInnes, the Canadian white supremacist who founded the Proud Boys, he's not in jail. You want to know why? Because years ago, he decided to distance himself from the very group that he founded when he saw that they were attracting too much attention. Same way that he also distanced himself from Vice, another group that he was involved with. That's why he's still making his asinine videos, and Enrique Tario is staring down the barrel of some serious prison time. Even if Enrique does get time served, which he won't, but follow me here, he's damaged goods now. Political movements are all about momentum. And when you're locking up the leaders of these groups and locking up their members and dragging them through court, you're disrupting their momentum. The government knows exactly how that game works because that's what they did to black people in the 60s and 70s. They had black leaders killed, locked up, driven into exile. Do that enough times and the movement will crumble. It doesn't pay to advertise. Not when you're calling yourself making some big ugly moves like the Loud Boys did. So both the Oath Keepers and the Loud Boys have destroyed themselves. They chose the wrong leaders, to be sure, but they also chose the wrong tactics, too. There's a reason why I keep telling you phrases like, run silent, run deep. The best way to win a fight is to pop up when your opponent least expects it. All the loud rah-rah stuff is what weak failures do. People who are trying to be the big man for all of three seconds. But they're not going to bust a grape, and they're not going to get anything done either. Why do we, the new voices of black media, operate the way we do? Because this isn't about winning some contest to see who can get the most views, or who can go viral, or who can be trending on Twitter. And it's not about impressing people by telling everything we have on our minds. When it comes to social movements, natural selection has a way of weeding out the unfit and the unworthy. And that's the lesson to take away from all this. People who only want attention will certainly get it, they'll also get themselves in big trouble too. There was another right-wing gang of street thugs who liked to chase attention. They called themselves Vanguard America. In fact, it was a member of Vanguard America who murdered Heather Heyer during the Charlottesville riot. That act put an end to not only Vanguard America, but also the alt-right. Vanguard America has since tried to rebrand itself as Patriot Front. And how has their rebranding effort gone? Not so good. In 2021, they made headlines for getting themselves run out of Philadelphia. They've taken to running around in moving vans, which makes it easier for them to flee town, I suppose. And last year, they were hoping to make a big splash by disrupting a gay pride event, but all that got disrupted was them. 31 of them were arrested, and that was the last time of any real note that those guys were in the white media headlines. People who make it a point to be all loud and noisy when they move, usually it's because they just want to be seen. They make some noise, they get some people to look at them, and it makes them feel important. And then after that, they seem to lose interest in whether or not they achieve anything worthwhile because, hey, they got noticed. The Loud Boys and the Oath Keepers, like the alt-right and vanguard America before them, aren't gone. But the leaders of the government know that when an organization takes a big enough hit to its membership or its prestige, that can be a fatal blow. So you better keep message discipline at the forefront of your mind when it comes to the black grassroots. There are things that happen that you don't know about, and that's because when too many people know a secret, it's not a secret anymore. These white supremacist organizations have the luxury of allowing their more annoying members to be locked up. White power is not based on whether you have some social media morons causing public disturbances. 
But the Loud Boys and the Oath Keepers members will have to move on and form some other group. Sure, they can try to hold on to the mangled remains of their present organizations, like the KKK before them did, but eventually they will have to move on to some other group because this one has been damaged. And that's no way to win a war. So the next time you see some fool posting something stupid in the comments section, or you got somebody saying that, well, unless we're doing some big act of, well, lawlessness, then we ain't really doing nothing serious, you just keep these alt-right rejects in mind, following their footsteps, and you'll wind up in the same place. Good day, and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Joel Hunton, Jeffrey Williams, Frederica Moore, Rufus Reed, and Keith B. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you. Shit weighs heavy on my mind. And for the past couple of weeks, I, I just uh, I'm having a hard time falling asleep. I feel my eyes being heavy, but I can't keep them shut. It's like I can't. I can't get a full lung full of breath. And I was glad to see my doctor. I was really glad to see him. But goddamn, I'm scared to you know, and I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. All I know is something ain't right with me. I just told Juanita that I need to I need to get things in order so she's not messed over when I do transition on somewhere. I thought about when this house was alive with love and laughter and music. And now it's not. It's real piss poor that my grandmother let me in on a secret that she should have told me a long time ago. At least then I could have acted accordingly and kept two-thirds of these people in this family more than arm's length away. Try to roll me up a blunt. Seems that's the only thing that stops this pain in my back. You know, 
I do have some Tylenols and codeine, but I'm not a pill popper. I'm just a black man that's seen a lot and gone through a whole hell of a lot. And I've lost a lot. The only way I can explain it is just like my other doctor that just retired just said ran to your computer. He's the one that even told me about Anchor FM. The two channels that I have on there has never been about a large count of listeners or anything and it's not about money because I don't make any money on there it's just it's a form of releasing the pressures within my mind so I don't have another stroke I miss my mother and my grandparents because they were the ones that really held this family from what I can see together. But what my grandmother told me, she really should have told me before I even got to a teenager. What she said to me, this is like five days before she passed on. It's like, this family isn't as tight as you think that they are. One hundred percent correct because after her passing, don't nobody come over here to check on my aunties. Don't nobody call to see how they doing. Don't nobody drop by here to see how they doing. It's just a heartless ass, mutt ass. Fucked up ass family filled with motherfucking dope addicts, winos, faggots, chomos to prey on their own cousins and shit. Talking to you, Tony. Yeah, I'm going to make some content with your picture. You, your white walrus looking ass wife and your little half breed ass daughter. It's coming soon, nigga. I hate your ass now. See, the grandmother's not here to keep me in line. Smile, treat you cordial when you and your white bitch comes over. Yeah, she dead and gone now, nigga. And I've peeped your card a long time ago. It was like in 2000. Remember when I called home after that incident? And your bitch ass answered the phone like it's your motherfucking house. You a weak ass nigga. But this ain't about you. I'll come back with your own piece of content at a later date. How dare you prey on my mother, your first cousin, and fuck her whole 
head up to the point she really didn't need no motherfucking kids. Then you run out and marry a fat ass, ugly white bitch. Call yourself living the American dream after you left all this carnage behind. Nigga, I oughta oughta just fuck a drive by. I oughta just walk by your house and just spray that motherfucker. That's what I want to do. I want to shoot your motherfucking house up, nigga. Because I hate your ass. I hate you. I hate your fat ass walrus looking wife. I hate both your motherfucking half-breed ass kids. And nigga, I hate your grandkids too. Cousin fucker motherfucker. Really ain't nothing stopping me from coming over to Linux and shoot your fucking house up, nigga. That's how much I hate you, nigga. But I already said I was this wasn't even about you. But you see how much hate I got for you. I've been pinning that shit up far too long. I wanna blow, nigga. I wanna blow up on your ass. You them half-breeds, and that fat-ass walrus cave bitch. Oh, racist-ass bitch. See? She was right. This family isn't as close as I thought it was. It ain't shit. The only auntie that I know gave a fuck about me was my Aunt Baby. No, not Aunt May. No, not Aunt Peanut. Definitely no, not Aunt Mildred. That's the only bitch that's still alive. But what she also told me is, didn't specify which one of her sisters, but whichever one of y'all talked down about my grandmother not having to go out to work, but you bitches did, that's on you. See? Most of you motherfuckers was married not once, not twice, three motherfucking times. My grandmother was only married once, bitch. Bitches. From what I understand, Aunt Baby was only married once. Them the only two out of the five that got it right. The rest of you bitches was nothing but bad hopping hoes. Mm-hmm. I'm letting it all hang out tonight. Since I can't sleep, why should I keep this shit pent up? Hmm? What? Thank you, baby. See, my wife was trying to put me to sleep. How it, it Sometimes it does put me to sleep. Sometimes it doesn't put me to sleep. We're hoping for right now that you gave me this cup that put me to sleep. I'm tired of sitting up here with a, a, a pain in my fucking back, hurting in my heart. I was loyal with love and nothing but loyalty to this motherfucking family, not knowing two-thirds wanted to see me dead. So now, I want to see a fatwa 
on a lot of you motherfuckers. Yeah, I want to be around to see you take your last breath. Because then I'm going to piss in your mouth. Then when they put you in your coffin, I'm going to send you away smelling real nice with two gallons of watery ass dog shit. I send you to the upper room real nice. All of you motherfuckers. It's not just you, Bobby. I got a special place for your ass. That goes for you, Trinidad and your Bush, bitch. Goes for you too, Carla and Mona. Bitch-ass cousins that didn't even give a fuck about their own cousin. Wanted to sit up under that Trinidadian Bush, bitch. Michael Toilet. That goes on for you too, nigga. Remember, you changed your name from your father's name to Toilet. Uh, you want to pronounce it Toilet. I, it's, it's, it's spelled and pronounced Toilet, nigga. So go take a shit on that, motherfucker. You ain't a mealing no more. You're a toilet boy, bitch-ass motherfucker. And then your ass and shit, you couldn't even marry a bitch that had her own hearing. You had to marry a dumbass deaf mute. Give a fuck about your fucking kids. Your kids didn't give a fuck about us. Fuck you. Fuck your wife. Fuck your kids, nigga. And Marvelisa, you just a bitch that you know you can't even come into the state just because you took your mother's inheritance away from all your brothers for yourself. Your karma's coming too, bitch. Thinking you safe down there in Augusta, Georgia. I'm glad I didn't come to see your fat ass. You high yellow hoe. You a bitch. Your mama was a bitch. All your brothers bitch made. Huh? Marvelisa, mama, or daddy was Uncle Percy. That's the bitch. She took all her... Now, her mother left them money. They supposed to get a check every motherfucking month. This bitch gonna forge some paperwork saying it was all left to her and then ran down to Augusta, Georgia. And the warrant is still active here in Michigan. The bitch will not come here because not only Michael... David and Mark, all three of the brothers, want to see that bitch arrested because by that shit, Aunt, Aunt Evelyn, she died in, that was before my grandfather got sick. I want to say 84, but I can I can pinpoint like that. I was on cocaine. I was on, so it had to be between when I was nine years old and 14 years old. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. So she ran down there. I mean, she's gotten, she's living good on money that is not rightfully hers. But because she finagled and forged that motherfucking paperwork, it went through. And they can't stop it. And she Every month she gets her mother's pension for the rest of her fucking life. That pension was supposed to go to four kids, not one bitch. Right. 
So part of the, the shit that she got down the street went to my brief. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yep. I think she got a large a large uh, portion of the house being sold too. I'm not sure. I wasn't all into they built into they motherfucking mix. All I do know is when the motherfucking sheriffs and shit started looking for that bitch, that bitch was in Augusta, Georgia next time we looked up and saw. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. This is a house in Palmer Park, baby. Oh. I'm talking about on theorists. Oh, I'm okay. talking about her mother, Evelyn. Her Evelyn mother. dead and gone, baby. Her mama. Her mama was a bull dagger bitch. Put Uncle Percy out of his own house. Moved in her, her stud-ass dyke and shit. And lived with four kids and a dyke. No husband. Totally fucked up her own family to suck on some pussy. Cirrhosis. That, that ain't no, that ain't no hoe. That's painful. Hell yeah. That's why that bitch are crazy. Like Yellow eyes and shit. She was high yellow herself, but no, but when they're yellow eyes, they're pretty much on their way out. Yeah, she was she was drunk, she was drunk, she was you know, across the dick. She was my mom's girlfriend. I didn't like it, and when she tattooed her name on her, so she was you know, but I'm goddamn, I would tattoo anybody's. I'm so glad my grandparents and my mother instilled in me. Black people don't look right with tattoos. I know you got tattoos, baby. I ain't talking about you. But I don't but have it like that. It's the the ones that these bitches be doing now, it's uh I'm with great black shark with that. It's not ladylike, and women really need to stop to do that. Because I mean I've seen some no, I've seen that some of these bitches got sleeves and all on their neck. One bitch has it on her ass crack. It's like really bitch. All over that whole body. They get everything done. Everything. Mm-hmm. And some people do it. It's a they, it's, they do it for the pain. I hear, yeah, some people like the pain. I don't give a goddamn. There's no amount of pain that I would endure a needle being stuck into me millions of times just to put a fucking a pattern, a color, whatever mm-hmm. design on. It's stupid. Man, they do every instant body. Now, here's some stupid shit. The white boys, you know, they I mean, some ingenuity motherfuckers in prison. They would make a tattoo needle. The carcass would be an empty pin. The smallest guitar string that they can buy. The motor will come out of a broken tech deck that they disassemble to take the motor out of. These two white boys tattooed their eyeballs mm-hmm. in prison. Turn them black. I, I, I told you, you're digging. They both they turned them dangerous. red, like they look high all the time. I was like, not only did y'all pick a stupid color, that motherfucker, the COs were always yeah. asking, Were you high? You high? 
send them to the motherfucking ER or not the ER, the infirmary to take a drug test. I was like, y'all picked this stupid color and shit. Y'all hot like a motherfucker. I'm glad y'all across the hall. Yeah, that's that's what the niggas were saying. They, them motherfuckers did that shit so they could get out of being locked down 24 7. Yep. But they do do it though. They they do it for pain. To feel the pain. Because I used to, when I was walking, catching a bus to work, you would see motherfuckers and this and that are with whole eyes black. Like a motherfucker demon. That's dumb. And they even been in here they eyes tattooed to where they look like demons. They be sitting on the bus with the motherfucking eyes all black. Straight stupid shit. It's stupid as fuck. I'll be like, mm all that for what? You just fucked yourself up for what? I see if I didn't even meet you, I wouldn't even be here. I wouldn't even be talking. I'd be sitting up laying up. I've been transitioned so already. Be mad at me for that. No, I'm not mad at you. This is that I, every time you go shopping and these motherfuckers shooting up places, I'm on pins and needles. I ain't do shopping. But you going? That. Yeah, I know. No, I want to go, but I haven't been going because it ain't really worth it. Believe me. If it was worth it, I'd be up out of here. They, they, they didn't. Cha- everything changed, but the pay. The pay didn't change. The pay the same. They give you more work. They give you more work to do, but the pay funky. Fuck. Yo, I ain't no, I ain't no alien, but I, I, I want, I want to work for money. I want to work for a little change. They're doing that because all these damn illegals are doing that shit. Yeah, fuck them. It's like Daisy saying. Nah, they act like they added more work on the bundles. Straight <laughs> up. Hey, last pay. I want to give you $19, $20. I want you to shop for three motherfucking people. I want them six motherfucking items. Oh, they hell got me no. fucked up. Nah. <laughs> and then I got to take your shit. And then you not giving me nothing but $10, $20. And I got to go way past hell and give you your shit. No. Instacart isn't what it's all cracked up to be, ladies and gentlemen. They won't. Pay their people more money. Every the economy went down, everything up. They should pay, the pay should go up. They didn't. They they made it go up. Have y'all noticed that everything in the grocery store, if it's stocked up, mm-hmm. it's in a smaller package, but the prices is going up. Mm-hmm. Look like a motherfucker, but the, 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 the quality and the quantity went down. Quality and quality fuck. If you can get that item, because it's finna get bad to where you can't even find the most essential things you need to eat on a daily basis. It's gonna get bad. And they wanted us to tell them that people ain't really, really good to that bad. You better, I think I want to go back to you know, what you call my prison diet. Man, a couple of noodles and stuff like that, cause that bitch is making it seem like it's not like that. I'm looking at the statement. I know you said, but I'm when 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 are we gonna pop her with the news? Look, bitch, you mind? A little bit later on, I want her to give me the rest of the 
know if I didn't have Juanita I don't know what I'd do but slowly but surely I mean I've I've accumulated good friends on this internet brother Lazarus he real good people got uh brother Antonio Hey man, we gonna play some more dominoes, man. I see uh, let's see it logged out and stuff. I guess you had to turn the computer. On. I still got mine up, but see, I got several computers on one desk, so I can keep one up. But I really enjoy playing playing that domino game with you, brother. Can't forget Kwame Benta. You know that brother's solid. He turned me on to, you know, this uh, this crypto thing. I don't really have the $2,000 to fully invest in it, but it's still on my to-do list, brother. I didn't blow you off on nothing, and I like his content. And then we got LaShawn. She says she's coming back to the meetings. She's got a lot on her plate right now. Brother Dimitri. He got a lot of I know you got a lot on your plate, but brother, you brought us all here with your platform. And uh, give me a minute, bro. I'm up my monthly uh, donation, all right? I've uh, started sponsoring a, a brother named Mike TV on YouTube. And, you know, he's been running these, these uh, ads and stuff for a paraphernalia palace. I'm getting getting a got a lot of traction, aren't we, babe? Yeah. Nice traction. He's real good people too. I like him. Jason Black likes him too. So you know I was wondering how was that relationship going on since they started. They gave us nothing yesterday. You know, the like only three times that I've talked to Jason Black, I didn't I've only talked to him once since i've had this stroke and i was afraid that i was gonna stutter no i wanna i wanna i wanna ask him if i could fly if he's getting ready to do any more documentaries if he needs any aerial photography and i wouldn't charge him nothing because really I, the more practice i i get the better i get because remember what the honky said Niggers don't can't fly drones. So since niggers can't fly drones, I got two of the best ones on the planet. Still can't, you know, forget about the one that I hit the return to home button and the motherfucker flew right over my house. And so everybody saw me go outside in the backyard with the drone in one hand or the controller in the other hand stayed out there and then they saw me come back from out of the backyard 
run through the house out of the front door, and that motherfucker was gone. And my stupid ass thinking that it might turn around and come back. How many times did I go back outside waiting for it? Looking stupid. But from what I learned now, that was a toy drone. I shouldn't have really got upset about losing that motherfucker. Now, if I... I mean, I'm gonna name the motherfucker. I thought we had, you know, good rapport. The motherfucker came back to me numerous times. Just on that time, it decided to pass the fucking house. I ain't seen the motherfucker since. Still got the controller. Don't have the drone. Can't even get that motherfucker no more. They they discontinued that motherfucker. Huh? Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, she. I was pissed off, and she didn't blow up on nobody because it was my fault. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Still don't remember putting them planes together, but I'm really trying to remember. And because I don't know what I did, this reason why I haven't touched that shit. And I know that that makes you upset because you said I spent a lot of time, and it looks like a lot of money on them damn things. And they just sitting down there, but yeah, you have to solder stuff and do stuff. You started together. I don't remember that. I don't. You took your family. I still I want to take them out with me flying, but you know, Nene don't want me to fall and hit my head no more. It might turn out bad if I hit my head again. But I'm not gonna wear no helmet. I'm not a retard. I just want to be um, You got me afraid to get up on a ladder again. Man. I haven't been on a ladder since a little incident in my little man cave in the backyard. Are you, you fall, things break. But things I, bend and bend and get hot. Still gotta put the train together, babe. Okay, whenever you're ready, we go up there. I told you that. You just don't want you by yourself. You just don't want you by yourself, My dogs make me happy when I'm upset and I'm not feeling well, but both of them sleep right now, so I can't do nothing. I just gotta watch them. Can't pet them and stuff because they look so peaceful. And then, you know, when we come home and stuff, both of them greet me like how my daughter used to greet me. And that, that it, it puts me in a, it just throws me off. I'm, I'm happy I got my dogs. One, and welcome to Full Spectrum Survival, bringing you the headlines from America and from around the world. The information that you need to know each and every day to get your family ready for the unknowns of tomorrow. It's being reported right now that Russia has sparked a, quote, mad panic as it evacuates towns near contested regions that hold the largest nuclear power plant in Europe. Ukrainian officials say that there's a mad panic taking place right now among Russian, uh, Russian identified citizens and Ukrainian citizens. The move comes as escalating tensions between Russia and Ukraine 
drive officials to fear an imminent attack by the Ukrainian military or the Russian side may lead us into a nuclear accident. Russia has told all of its citizens to leave the 18 settlement areas near the region, including ones near the power plant, ahead of the uh, Ukrainian government's anticipated offensive. The Ukrainian mayor of uh, one individual region has said that there are five-hour waits as thousands of cars leave the area. They describe the situation as extremely chaotic, saying this is an evacuation before an apocalyptic event takes place. People are already running out of their goods and their medicine, highlighting for you in the prepared mindset exactly what you need to have on hand at home, at the ready, so that when you're told to leave or when you see something that causes your own evacuation, you and your family have the means and the tools necessary to get out. The United Nations nuclear watchdog, the International Atomic Energy Agency, is warning right now that a severe nuclear accident is going to take place if one of these uh, offensive or defensive maneuvers by either the Russian or the Ukrainian military causes a disaster at the plant. The reactors are not producing electricity right now, but they are still loaded with nuclear material. The director of the IAEA has voiced their own concerns that evacuations of residents near the nuclear power plant indicate a possibility of heavy fighting to come and that Russian and Ukrainian forces are going to try to retake the plant or hold on to the region. They added that the travel through the quote or, or unquote minefield visited a couple of weeks ago is absolutely perilous for the people. They have said that earlier this year, the IAEA has warned that the situation in the plant has become increasingly unpredictable, potentially dangerous. They say operating staff are still at the site, but there is a deep concern about what is happening in this challenging condition as personnel and their family prepare for a nuclear fallout. Russia launched its invasion in February of 2022 and numbers at the, of staff at the plant have declined. They say site management there exists, but it's not in sufficient numbers that can continue safe, uh, safe operation at the plant. So what we see right here is a leading up to what could become a false flag event. Either Russia, which they have already said has uh, purposefully loaded explosives at the plant so that if Ukraine does retake that region, they will blow it. Then Russia will say, look at what Ukraine did. Ukraine and America have come out and said, look, Russia laid the explosives already. So the Western side, the NATO side, if it happens, will say, look, it's Russia's fault. Now, after the forces of Russia started to occupy much of the region, we're starting to see life in the area completely uh, turned down to almost nothing. The people there are scared. They're dodging bullets and missiles every day. The uh, exiled mayor of the area says that two-thirds of the evacuation convoys are made up of civilians. They said it also consists of retreating Russian troops, but they can't verify who is who. This is going to happen in your area, even if you just suffer unrest <laughs> or riots and protests. There's going to be a lot of people in those positions that look just like the rioters, or otherwise look like the people who are fleeing. You don't see in our current times of uh, unrest or even the violence that we're seeing increase every day. I mean, look at what has happened in the last couple of days. We have had massive, large kinetic projectile events. We have had people, now don't get me wrong, I am going to tell you as I have for years that people just aren't smart. And the people especially who want to do criminal acts or be violent against other people 
are even more not smart than others because everybody driving around this country and this planet every day drives a multi-thousand pound weapon. And then look at how it was just used in the last uh, 48 to 72 hours. A, pe a person didn't like a certain subset of individuals and they drove a multi-thousand pound weapon into them taking out eight lives and uh, ruining the lives of other people beyond that. This is what's going to happen as you get rid of kinetic projectiles and then you go down the dirty and dangerous path of saying that every bat is dangerous, every knife is dangerous. You've got kitchen knives. Oh, here, look at this meal that we recently used on a, uh, on a Patreon picture for our Patreon members. Uh, so well, what is this? Uh, you know, why would you need this nail? That could inflict some sort of dangerous uh, you know, harm on an individual. And so we're going to see that sort of action take place here in the next couple of days, uh, uh, next couple of months, excuse me. So if anybody knows, you know, this was a, a picture for our Patreon members. If anybody knows what this is, please let me know in the comment box. And uh, you know, it's a good way for us to make sure that we are looking back to older times and knowing how our ancestors, how our family got through those times as far as uh, canning and preserving food, hunting and fishing, growing your own food, self-defense, uh, you know, uh, getting ready, getting uh, members of your group together. It's smart that we start doing that again right now. The conflict between Russia and Ukraine started years and years ago, as you know. Tensions are just absolutely through the roof, and there is a very <coughs> real chance for us to see a nuclear event because of the current conflict that is taking place, this current crisis. The international community says that it is Russia's fault. They say that Russia must come forward here and stop this attack. And that's the only way we're not going to see either a nuclear accident at the power plant or the only way that we're not going to see some sort of nuclear launch by Russia, who has said that NATO and America are infringing on its sovereignty or its territorial integrity. Now, the situation in the region is of an utmost concern for global geopolitics. This will escalate, according to military strategists, into a wider European regional conflict. And the possibility of NATO directly confronting Russia is increasing every day. They say the global energy security problems that we are seeing right now are a result of Russian uh, conflict and crisis events. They say the nuclear power plant is Russia's fault. They say any disruptions to uh, operations and supply chains are Russia's fault. And so what they're doing is laying the world war blame game so that they can start saying, well, this had to happen. As tensions continue to increase, international communities are saying that it is time to get ready. We have organizations who work both with governments and NGOs or non-government organizations. Of course, not in America. They don't want you to think about anything else except what they plaster in front of your face. But across the rest of the world, they're telling people to get your food ready, start growing your food. They're telling people to get 72-hour kits, three-week, one-month kits, six-month kits. They're telling them to start getting their health in order, get out there and exercise today, because what you do today will have reparative or the ability to repair the problems that exist in your body tomorrow. We know that China is going to take on Taiwan soon. The Taiwan Ministry of National Defense has announced a significant step towards greater uh, conflicts in the region. They said starting this month, they are recalling female soldiers to train in the Armed Forces Reserve Command, a program that has previously only been available to the males because they know in this war with China, in this war with Russia, they are going to need every 
man, woman, and soon possibly their children to go to war so that the elitists, the people who control the strings, the puppet masters, can win their war and regain or retake control of the national world order or the uh, international world order. Now in Taiwan, the first group of female reservists are going to begin training a five-day recall program starting uh, this month, according to local news outlets. It's going to cover the same material that they do for the male reservists. These people are selected because they are ready to go to war with China. This move towards a greater representation of all the people is said to counter an increasing threat from China and what will draw the United States of America, South Korea, Japan, the Philippines, and the countries for a free and open Indo-Pacific into world war against Beijing. Now, citizens in Taiwan are being subject to military conscription. Now we're seeing females as a part of that. So as we see members of our communities here say, Brad, when are they going to call up the women? When are they going to call up the draft? It's only a matter of time. As soon as they know, because America knows we don't have the manpower or female power, whatever you want to call it, that China does. We don't have the bodies to throw at the <laughs> battlefield like China does. They're going to call your wife up. They're going to call your husband. They're going to call your children, possibly your grandchildren, to fight this banker's war. Now, the Irish Defense Forces are confirming that they have seen Russian vessels in readiness uh, for a war against NATO countries. This includes warships that are being spotted off the Irish coast and what is being at, seen as a series of recent Russian involvements. They say these vessels are entering into Irish, Irish controlled waterways and the admiral of a Russian frigate is among the uh, vessel, vessels that are entering into the exclusive economic zone. We have seen images that have been captured by the Irish Navy or reportedly captured by the Irish Navy of tankers and different uh, refueling ships that are taking part in this warship readiness. These ships have been kept under extreme and strict surveillance by the Air Corps and the uh, Irish Navy as they start to move around that region. They say that Britain's Royal Navy is monitoring this situation as they prepare to possibly engage if Russia does not change their course. A spokesperson for the Ministry of Defense in London declined to comment any further on the matter. They say it's always been their priority to maintain national security. And defense and security analysts like Declan Power has described the presence of these uh, ships as highly suspicious activity, saying that Russian activity off the Irish coast must be monitored closely. Now, this individual, among other mil military analysts, say that there is a threat to Ireland from the ships, but the threat exists further for this wider war to begin representing itself against NATO and Russia. They say multilateral approaches are being applied to the situation. Russia is readying its tactics, and they are making sure that the NATO uh, countries and European countries know that Russia exists in the region. They say that these Purposeful sightings of the vessels are being done by Russia to make sure that the West knows it will launch its weapons against any country that stands in its way. Now, I want you to listen to this purely propaganda piece about why people should not strive to or even work toward owning land of their own. The article was titled, Land Ownership Makes No Sense. It was written by Wired and picked up wide in mainstream. It reads that land ownership has been a central concept in human society for centuries. 
but it's time now for reevaluation. Now, I want you to remember that there is an over uh, a, a very large and ever-consuming idea, idea or ideology in current world orders that the people, the slaves, the serfs, the uh, servants should not own anything. I'm sure you've heard already the, uh, the adage, own nothing and be happy. That's the future that the puppet masters see for the whole rest of the world. Remember, if you're a multimillionaire, you're a multimillionaire, you're still not in their league. You've got to be in that billionaire, buy an island, doesn't care realm. So as you remember that term, own nothing and be happy, I want you to think about why these stories are being written. The story reads that the idea of owning land is deeply ingrained in our culture as well as our legal system. I say with the presumption that anything can and should be privately owned except for certain items. However, this assumption, according to the articles, is being challenged by people who say that the earth is a shared inheritance. There's a profiting off of it as an, at an individual level and a common resource is extremely unjust. Then they quote the U.S. founding father. Uh, they say that uh, one, of it, one of the individuals was among the first to suggest that land should be treated as common property. They say landowners owed non-landowners compensation for the losses of their natural inheritance. You have economist Henry George being, uh, being uh, further quoted, proposing that land should be taxed up to 100% of its unimproved value, allowing other forms of taxes to be reduced or abolished. George argued that poverty was rising despite increasing wealth, and he blamed the system that was created and land ownership. These ideas are gaining widespread attention, and we're starting to see people say that, no, you shouldn't be able to own your own land. You should never be able to pay off your own house. Today, land ownership is a source of controversy, according to these individuals. They say particularly in areas where the cost of, uh, cost of housing is prohibitively high due to high land values. They say some places like New York, up to 61% of the cost of a house is just because of the land that it's purchased on. This leads them to argue that you shouldn't be able to own it. These additional services are valuable, they say, but you should not be able to have your own land. The key concept in this debate is that land should be taxed and taxed and you should be taxed for being able to afford it. Under this system, additional taxes will be levied on homes. It will be levied on vacant lots. If you want to grow food, well, we're going to tax you for that too. They say that we should be discouraging land ownership and freeing up land to be used by everyone. Now, if that sounds familiar, I want you to take an idea from the squatters that are taking place across the rest of the world and what's happening in China. You know, a lot of people think in communist China, well, you can't own your own land, and they're right. But you can have a 100, I think it's a 99-year lease on your house or your land. And so this is their move from capitalist-driven or uh, some sort of even relative freedom. I'll say relative freedom because if you have to pay taxes and uh, you know you have to follow certain laws and, and legislation, then you don't have freedom. You have relative freedom, and that is to say you have more freedom than a guy sitting in a cage. There's always somebody who has a worse case than you, and that's what they point to when they say that you're free in America. So they say some modern societies just don't need land ownership. Land should be a communal good. Unimproved values should be calculated, and those who can afford to even put something up on land need to share it with everyone else. 
This is just one instance of what we're seeing. First, in a couple of years ago, I tried to go back with Kelly and I tried to say, when did we first start seeing them drive media outlets to write things like, uh, you know, you don't want to retire. You want to work, you know, telling people they're bored and they would have these things written by uh, individuals in their 60s, 70s, 80s about how bad it was to retire, how their health declined and how they hated their life. And they really had that great love for the people, the camaraderie that they found at work. That wasn't them. If it was, they had them so drugged up with chemical pharmaceuticals that they were just repeating and respouting exactly what they heard. A lot of it was just these groups and organizations driving these media outlets to write this so that the general population would say, oh, I want to be like that too. Look, these women are getting implants all over their body. They're having poison sprayed through a needle into their lips so that they've got big old duck lips like this. And all the other girls are like, oh, you're so pretty. These other girls are built like big old dudes. They're like, oh man, she's so pretty. They have no idea what they're even thinking about anymore. Instead, they're just taking the consensus of the echo chambers around them and they're spewing this vomit out just in repetition and in a way to say, oh, I want to be just like everybody else around me. Now, they have capitalized on this and controlled people with this sort of narrative and propaganda. And so they take outlets like social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, news organizations, magazines, and in these echo chambers, they write these pieces that say, you never want to retire. You shouldn't grow your own food. Debt is actually good. And they reinforce these ideas with things like credit scores so that if you're actually highly in debt and you can barely make ends meet, well, then you're good. You're a good little slave, and we're going to reward you with a high credit score. You pay off some debt, hold on, we don't want that to happen, so your credit score goes down. And they want you to feel good about a high credit score for being worse in your financial position. This is the slave game. They have turned everything upside down, and it's time that we get out from under their control. A lot of the ways that you can do that, I am an always advocate for land ownership. If you can only buy a quarter acre, you can buy a half acre, you need to be smart and not do it in like Miami, Florida, not trying to live in Dallas, Texas, not trying to live in San Bernardino or any of the other big areas. No, in places like Tennessee, rural Texas, Louisiana, North, North Florida, uh, you know, Alabama. In Alabama, you homestead your land and you're going to be paying 30, 40, $60 on acres and acres. You just have to be smart. Then if you're 65 or older, you pay zero taxes on your land. Now, could they change this in the future? Sure. But that's a negative way to try to move forward. Instead, you have to take advantage of whatever opportunity you can right now, whether that's getting some extra canned food, getting a uh, you know water filter, learning how to go camping, learning how to hunt fish, skin, preserve meat, do whatever you can, because now is the time to retake control of your future because they're going to paint a future for you that is absolutely disgusting. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here with us. From my family to yours, please stay safe, remain vigilant, and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by you, all of our members on Patreon. Make sure that you check out contingencymedical.com and use the code FSS10 if you're looking for antibiotics from real doctors. And if you're looking for meals that are ready to eat, long-term food that they work hard to keep the nutrients in, check out nutrientsurvival.com forward.